what I got to say, you really don't want to hear, because honesty ain't too high upon your people's priority list, right? Honesty? You want honesty? We always believe in honesty here at Online Big Blue. This is Tim. This is New York Giants Trade Talk, powered by Online Big Blue Sports Entertainment, LLC. I want to talk about the New York Giants' ability to potentially move some key pieces before the trade deadline or at the trade deadline um, if the season continues to head south. Now, sitting at one in five, you have a plethora of division games still available. I know Leonard Williams is out there thinking to himself, King of the almost sack. Well, technically, he's not thinking to himself. He was thinking out loud the other day that with all these uh, divisional games still available, the Giants at one and five still have an opportunity to make the playoffs and capture the division. <sighs> Great balls of fire. Um, Sunday's going to be a telltale game. Sunday, if, if the Giants can take the win against the Commanders and go two and five, your your opportunity for uh, maybe not making the playoffs but salvaging some wins you know increases but even at that point in time if you're really going to reach a point where you may be only going to get 5 6 wins does it make sense enjoy today does it make sense to hold on to certain players and certain contracts when you could potentially move them for assets and I think that's going to be Joe Shane's uh, biggest question as we head towards the trading deadline. He's got some pieces that have some value. He's got some pieces that have some worth, but he also has some pieces that if you don't move on from them soon enough, they're not going to be of value to certain teams because potentially certain teams you're going to be trading to may not make the playoffs or they need these key pieces within the next couple of weeks. The first one that always comes to my mind is Darren Waller. Darren Waller, of course, came over from the Las Vegas Raiders and and all the drama that was surrounded with it. And has he fit into the giant system? I can't tell you if he's fit into the giant system or not, because I'm not even sure what the hell the giant system is. Did he, did he have a better opportunity to make plays when he was uh, with, uh, with uh, Derek Carr? Of course. Derek Carr helped him in those two seasons to become the all pro that he was to get his big contract. And now he's kind of come over to the wasteland of the New York giants offense, where a lot of times wide receivers and tight ends, you know, careers go to die. There, there is, there is a, uh, you know, there is a track record of, of, of wide receivers not excelling here in New York. So could there be a reason to move on from him? And, and you know, and you're looking at a guy that's going to be on the wrong side of 30 next year. He doesn't have a guaranteed contract. He hasn't played up to expectations. Is there still value for Waller? You're not going to get you're not going to get the same compensation you got for him when you traded for him. But if you're in a hurry, or not even in a hurry, but if you want to move on from Waller, you still have Dane, you know, you still have Bellinger, Daniel Bellinger. He's not going to be the he's not going to be the physical specimen that Waller is, but Waller hasn't shown it because he's also had the oopsies on some drops and he's gone across the middle. He's gone over the middle. He's just not making those catches. And you get, you got teams like Cincinnati. Cause that's the only one. That's the first one that always comes to my mind with Joe Burrows. You know, you they're struggling right now to run the ball. They have uh, I think they're starting tight end is Irv Smith jr. And I think he's only got like five or six catches on the season. Now imagine adding Waller with Smith. 
That's going to, you know, you bring in Waller and you have Smith there as well. I mean, you, you, you're, you could have a nice tight end combination because Smith is going to be a good blocking tight end. And then you're going to add in Waller so you can help increase and you're going to give Joe Burrow another safety net. You're going to give him another target. You're going to help. Oh, you got, you got two wide guys on, you got two guys wide on the outside, you know, who can move forward and, and help open up the middle and he's going to help open up the outside. Could you get a fifth rounder for Waller? Sure. You may, you probably get a five and a seven. You don't want to, you don't want to fall into the Landon Collins trap. Landon Collins went to Washington for nothing. We should have moved on from him that last season. His play had gone down a little bit from when he, you know, should have been the defensive uh, player of the year. And we should have moved on from it. And I'm not saying we're, I mean, Waller right now, I think he's got like 28 catches, like 280 yards. Uh, Of course, no, no tight ends. These aren't big numbers, but they're good numbers for a tight end. But could you, I mean, could you move on from Waller and get something because you're going to need, this team needs a lot. This team needs a lot. You want to know what kills me right now? Evan Ingram. <laughs> Levante Evan Ingram right now has 36 catches for 301 yards. <laughs> oh, I know. But do you move on from Waller? He's not a long, he's not a long-term piece to the puzzle. He's just not. Could, I mean, does he have value right now as a trade asset? You're not, like I said, you're not going to get the value that you that you sent over to the Raiders, but you can get you can probably get a good pick for him, at least a fifth rounder. I'd say a five and a seven. Then you have to take a look at other players on this team, and, and like I said, you, let's let's take a look at our old buddy, King of the Almost Sack. Leonard Williams has never panned out after he signed that big contract. He had the one seat. He had the one season of the contract year. He went back to being what he was the first five seasons with the Jets. And I've said this before, when he had that one big season, you know, a lot of times guys have career years, but you also have to look at their entire body of work and understand that more likely they, they are what they were those first five years. And maybe that was just one, you know, aberration, one fluke. And while he he may never reach those pinnacles again, which he never has and which he's never done again. And he's coming out of the last year of the contract. Really? You have a, a, five and a half million dollar um, dead cap number anyways for him in 2024. Even the, even though he's gone from the team, he's got 18 tackles right now. And seven of them are seven. Well, he's got 18 total seven assists and a half a sack. I mean, outside his outside of, if you take a look at his in 2000s, going back to 2019, he's got one sack, 11 and a half, six sacks, two and a half sacks and a half a sack. And if you look at him, what he was for the jets, three sacks, seven sacks, two sacks, five sacks. He is what he was, and we just overpaid for that. Teams aren't afraid to run into the gut against Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. You're going to move, hopefully, I potentially, I, you know, I would like to see Giants maybe move more towards a 3-4 or a hybrid 3-4, but I, that's not going to happen this season. And you could use Dexter Lawrence's tag. I mean, they're, right now they are putting Dexter Lawrence over the center. They have the last couple games. So, I mean... Leonard's definitely not a long-term solution in this giant defense. He's going to be 20. He's already 29 years old. Again, he's another player going to be on the wrong side of 30. Could you potentially get a fifth round pick for Leonard Williams? Sure. I think you'd get a fifth rounder for Leonard. 
I think a team looking for a a defensive end, or excuse me, defensive tackle. He wants to get paid like a defensive end, but a defensive tackle who can help shore up the defense, you know, help shore up your line a little bit. You take a look at someone like Miami. Hell, you even take a look at someone like Buffalo. Buffalo's got a plethora of guys on there, but you could use a run plugger. While that has not been Leonard's forte over the last couple of years, he hopefully can still have the ability to do that. And maybe you move on from him for a fifth rounder. Maybe again, maybe it's a fifth and a seventh. But you can you can get value for Leonard Williams, and he's to me he's not in. He, like I said, he's it's, it's his contract year. He is not going to be a part of this team next year. It, it could potentially just be time to move on. And then you got to take a look at someone like Xavier McKinney. I am not a hundred percent sure what. Shane's thought process is with Xavier McKinney. He's been playing. He, you know, he kind of he's been playing hardball with Xavier. He's kind of pulling a he's kind of pulling a Saquon Barkley with him. And while he is a polarizing figure at times on the field, he has his issues off the field. We know we know the ATV accident. Um, we we understand that he missed the majority of his uh, rookie season as well because of you know because of injuries. Um, but he is a guy that, like I said, he is a guy that has talent. He is a guy that I, I think, sh- I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's coming off his uh, second, what well, he's coming off his contract. So he was a second round to pick. So there, of course, there's no fifth year option. So he's coming off of that deal. He's probably going to be looking for money. Uh, probably a good amount of money. Like I said, the ATV accident really screwed him up in 2021. He had 93 tackles. Um, so he, he's a guy that can make plays. He, he had only what, what, how many interceptions? Did he? he had five interceptions, of course, in 2021, 2022, you know, he missed the majority, not the majority of the season, but he missed uh, eight games of that season and in 2023 right now. He's got 35 tackles, 27 solo, eight assists. And he's, he does leave the point of attack. He has had an opportunity and chances in, in uh, the defensive backfield to make the big plays. He's made some, he's missed some. And again, is he's 24 years old. He's probably going to look anywhere between nine to $12 million a year. Are the giants willing to pay their safety that much money? Should this be a landing Collins situation? I think you could probably get more value again, because of the fact he doesn't have a contract, that's going to be a limited market. Uh, but I think at a, as a younger player, if you send him to the right team, you can get, they can, if that's really a need of someone in that defensive backfield, I mean, I think you could find someone that could potentially give you a third rounder. I don't think you're going to go above a third rounder for him. Again, maybe you get a three and a six. But he's a guy that can make plays. He's a guy that can roam the defensive backfield. He's a guy that understands the game. It's just sometimes he has the proverbial brain fart and, and makes some bonehead plays. But he also makes a lot of spectacular plays, and he always seems to be around the ball. So he's an, that's another guy that you could potentially take a look at and say, listen, if I, if is he, is he, a, is he a long-term answer for Shane? I don't know. Cause I don't, I'm not even hundred percent sure Shane is enamored with him. If you look, if you look at it, does does he really fit the bill of what the giants are trying to do? I mean, I would think he should be part of the plans, but if that was the case, why did you go out and get an Isaiah Simmons? And I know Isaiah Simmons is going to fill in that quasi linebacker safety role and has, he has been, uh, he, I haven't seen much out of Isaiah Simmons. That would make me say, uh, I want to bring him back next year. That could change. Like I said, that could change as the season progresses, 
but I'm not sitting there going, he, he, he seems to be a cornerstone piece. You know, he, he's a big guy at 6'4", 238 pounds. He's got some speed. He's got some talent. You know, he's got 16 tackles right now for the Giants. His big game was against Miami where he had nine tackles, seven solo. He didn't really do anything. He didn't do anything against Buffalo. Um, is he a, is he a long-term answer? Is he someone that you're going to have a duplicate role? If you keep him alongside Xavier McKinney, he prefers to play safety Isaiah Simmons. That is, he's even said that even though he said he would come here and play anywhere. Wink wants him to play. And again, he's another guy that's not under contract because they didn't pick up the fifth year option. Arizona didn't. So he's an, I mean, are, are, do you feel comfortable bringing back Isaiah Simmons and moving on from Xavier McKinney? You're going to get value for McKinney at least. Hopefully, you could see Isaiah do something a little, you know, do a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. But I don't know. I'm not. Uh, it, it's again, like I said, I don't know what what Shane has got against him. And then you always think, you know, you can always move on for players like Darius Slayton as well. Um, I don't think Darius Slayton is going to be a long term piece in this team as well, especially if they're going to continue into a rebuild. But then you got to look at Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is probably your most valuable trading piece. You saw what happened when Saquon Barkley came in the game. Are you a big man? Huh? I'm talking to you. What? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. The Giants had their big boy pants on as soon as Barkley came into that game. The offensive line looked better. Of course, that has a lot to do with the quarterback because, like I said, a... I'm not going to get into it again because we've talked about it ad nauseum, but I've said it a million times and I've said it for the last four years. The line looks better when you have a professional quarterback behind it who understands how to move in the pocket, understands how to go through his progressions and can make all the throws and can diagnose plays and doesn't take the sack. Daniel Jones is way too Daniel Jones. Like I said, I mean, you, you have Saquon, I mean, you have Tyrod Taylor, even in his advanced age, running the most recent version of iOS and, and Daniel Jones's processor seems to be stuck on windows 97. So if the season starts, if you lose to Washington, the season just looks like it's going to shit, you know, hell in a handbag. You, you have to consider moving on from Saquon Barkley. You are not going to get the plethora of picks that, that you got when the, uh, that, excuse me, that the 49ers gave up to get McCaffrey. But you can get a second rounder for Barkley easy. You could probably squeeze in a fourth round or two for Barkley and then maybe a, a, another year of a fifth rounder or a seventh rounder because he's got that. You saw the difference in the entire Giants offense and the sideline when he was in the game, when he came into the game. But the question is going to be, are you going to re, are you going to be at that point where Shane just, you know, kind of throws up his hands and say, you know, what? we're, we're going to get rid of these guys because of the fact that we are in a rebuild. We're probably going to go with a new quarterback in 2024. So if we're going to go with a rookie quarterback, it may take another year or two. And do we want a running back who is already a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, not enamored with the organization or ownership because of the fact that they didn't give him a long-term contract and he's going to have to play under the cap. I'm assuming the tag again, probably what, and potentially he could try to move himself out of New York. So why not move on from him now? Get some assets for it. You know, it's, they're, they're enamored with Eric gray. I have no, I have, I have no clue why. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've seen this, we've seen this kid now play through six games and I really have no clue why they're so enamored with Eric gray. Uh, they they must be they must be seeing something in practice because he's already fumbled a couple times. He has no burst. Uh, 
He does have nice patience looking through the holes and getting trying to get through the line, but he I just don't see it. Um, but you would have to think about this as well. We got to keep our eye on what's going to go on with the Giants right now. They still haven't signed a, a quarterback. Uh, so that could tell me that Daniel Jones is either going to try to play this week or he's going to miss an additional week. If we don't sign some today is Wednesday. If we don't sign someone today or tomorrow, uh, you're probably going to see Daniel Jones in a week or so after the, after this game. I, I'd like to see Tyrod go up. I think Tyrod earned a start against the Commanders. The way he moved the team, the way and people are like, well, he only scored nine points. You know, DJ got shut out. <laughs> so I mean, it's neither here nor there. And, and Tyrod's thirty-four years old and not your franchise quarterback. So, um, so let's 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 keep our fingers crossed. Let's see what's going on. Let's try to get the big win. We'll have a video on Thursday and Friday. No video on Saturday. Then, well, of course, we'll have the live stream on Sunday as always. Sunday Giant with R Zero B. So make sure you tune in. And again, don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell because you want to know why. That'd be awesome.